And so today we want to continue into that. But I think as I thought about this, I thought what a strange world we're living in right now. With all the politics stuff that's going on and then you add the COVID stuff going on and, and, and you hear this phrase all the time, a new normal. Well, how many of you know normal is never good anyhow? God, we serve a supernatural God. He doesn't do anything by the normal. But we were talking uh, before service, uh, uh, Ted and Bob and I, of, of how much of the suicide rate has gone up during this time. Folks, let me tell you, uh, some people who can't get out or are afraid to get out or, out or, or, or whatever, pray for them. Give people a phone call. Uh, just reach out to them. Uh, most of you have our directory. If, if you know somebody who you haven't seen in a few months, reach out to them. Just, say, just to say hello. Because um, some people still aren't getting out. Now, most of us, we're here. Uh, but, you know, people struggle with loneliness. They, they struggle. And, and this usually happens in the holiday season anyhow. Uh, but now, with everything else going on, those who maybe could have went to family or whatever, now they can't. And so it made me wonder, what, are, what is the church doing right now? Um, let's look at our three scriptures here this morning. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses uh, 16 through 18. Um, the NIV puts it this way. It says, rejoice always. Now, now that means no matter what's going on. That means whether you're wearing a mask or you're not wearing a mask. <laughs> that means whether you're in or out. Our job as the church, now this is the standing orders of the church. The church is to rejoice always. Then the next one says in verse 17, says pray continually. Now the Passion Translation of that verse says, make your life a prayer. And we talked about that a couple of weeks ago on how our whole life is a prayer to God. Our whole life is communication with God. <clears throat> and so I want to end today with verse 18. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks, no matter who ends up on top in this election stuff. What the church has to do is give thanks. Rejoice evermore and to pray without ceasing. No matter what happens and how long they try, all this rest of this uh, 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 COVID stuff and, and what comes down from governors and politicians. Listen, it doesn't change who we are. Our job is still to rejoice no matter what. Our job is still to make our whole lives a prayer to God. And our job is to give thanks in every circumstance. No matter what the circumstance is, it is a time of thanksgiving for the believer. But is that the sound that's coming out of the church? Thank you. Is that the sound that's coming out of a church? I believe there's a, there's a sound that needs to happen in 2021 that if, if the church doesn't make it, then all we're going to do is just become a low murmur in the background. Because so much of the, of the church now, and I'm talking about not just individual church, I'm talking about the complete body of Christ. So much of the church right now is only perpetuating the sound of the world around us. We're just perpetuating that sound. We're just keeping
keep it going and we keep it going. And, 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 and I, but what's our sound? Our sound, when are we going to get to the point where our sound is a sound that declares God is bigger than a virus? Come on. When are we going to get to the point where we declare that our God rules greater than any politician that ever is going to take an office? When is the going going to come to the point when the sound coming out of the church is that our God is more just than the justice system? And see, until we realize these things, we're always going to perpetuate the wrong sound. It's not a sound of thanksgiving. It's a sound of... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right sound, but that's the one that came to mind. <sighs> but that's not the sound that should come out of the church. Folks, that's not the sound that God wants to come out of you. The sound that God wants to come out of you sounds like laughter. Verse 16, rejoice evermore. Rejoice always. The sound that God wants to come out of the church is the sound of prayer cons consistently, conscious, all, all, constantly, continually. The sound that God wants to come out of the church is the sound that in every circumstance, no matter what happens, they're giving thanks. Now, I want, I'm going to share, you know, I don't, I don't get real political from here, but I am really... And I've said this several weeks, you've heard it. You'll probably get tired of hearing me say it because my heart is broken for the body of Christ right now. No, let me rephrase it. My heart is broken because of the body of Christ right now. Is this okay? Because we've come to the point where we think if a particular person is not in charge, then the world has ended. The world is over. Folks, we serve God. I don't serve the president. I don't serve a particular... I, listen, I live in the greatest country in the world, and I'm proud to live where I live. But the word tells me that I'm a citizen. I'm not a citizen of this world. My home is in another place. I'm just planted here to get through this existence, knowing that the kingdom of heaven is already in me. And what we've done is we've come to the point where we've made God, God less than all these other things, like he can't take care of us if things don't work out our way. And it, it, uh, Kevin, thank you. It, it, it really has sickened me, brother. I, all right, that's my gripe, folks. I'm just going to tell you. It's really bothered me. It's really bothered me. You have to understand. I have to understand. We have to understand that we're going to give thanks in every circumstance that we're going to thank God. So what should the sound of the church, what should the sound of a Harvest Christian Fellowship sound like in 2021? I've got a screensaver on my computer back there, and it's this little cub lion. It looks like little Simba from The Lion King. And he's growling, he's roaring. And behind him is uh, Mufasa. And he's, he's roaring. And it says on this, and I found it online, it says, the year of the roar. <laughs> I'm telling you what, 
2021 needs to become the year of the roar from the church. The year that the world hears us. And what sound are they going to hear? They're going to hear the sound of joy and not depression. They're going to hear the sound of laughter and not crying. They're going to hear the sound where people don't fall on their face before God in prayer, but they live out their whole life before God as a living, walking, talking prayer before God. The sound, the roar that they need to hear from the body of Christ and from Harvest Christian Fellowship needs to be the one that says, we're going to give thanks even if hell falls in around our ears, we're still going to find a reason to thank God. It's the year of the roar. It's a loud Thanksgiving. That's what our Thanksgiving, and I'm not talking about the day Thanksgiving. I'm talking about the life of Thanksgiving. Needs to be allowed when we go to Psalms 100. Psalms 100 says, lift up a great shout of what? Joy, not moaning, not groaning, not complaining, not griping. <laughs> the sound that needs to come from our mouths is lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. As you serve him, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy. Uh, folks, I'm telling you, it's no more. I'm challenging you to get your mind out of this nature realm. Get your mind out of this because you won't even be able to operate within the kingdom by trying to live on the earth. You are the kingdom of God. You've got to act like the king. And God says here, the king gives you a declaration. Lift up a shout of joy to the Lord. Come before him. As you serve him with glad, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy. Folks, this ought to be the happiest place on the planet. But what we've done is we've wrapped everything else around our, our minds and we're so concerned. We're so concerned about this and that, and all we do is end up perpetuating the wrong voice. I'm talking about the year of the roar, Psalms 20. Psalms 20 verse five from the Passion Translation says this, says when you succeed, that's not if you succeed, that says when you succeed. Why? Because he who's in you is greater than he that's in the world, and in you is the ability to succeed in all things. He said, when you succeed, we will celebrate and what? Shout for joy. Well, I'm not good at shouting. You know, I get uncomfortable. I'm telling you what, things need to change. This ought to be the loudest, craziest, laughiest place on the planet. Why? Because if somebody, if we want to give somebody else just another place to be depressed, then we're just one in a million. 
There's plenty of those places. But the church needs to be something different. The church needs to be the place where they know they'll succeed and they're going to celebrate and they're going to shout for joy. It's a, oh, church was never meant to be solemn. There are times we get solemn. This is how we go through church. Ron, play, my, play, the, play the song I like, Ron. Ron plays a song I like. I might, you might hear me sing. But if he don't, <laughs> I've actually heard people say, well, I didn't know that song. How can I worship if I don't know the song? Am I lying? Are you worshiping the song or are you worshiping God? See, we have, let me tell you what the Western church has done. We have trained ourselves that worship happens when something good happens here. If it's coming from, no, worship is an everyday thing. I love this. When you succeed, you will celebrate, we will celebrate and shout for joy. Listen, this is what it needs to look like. Flags will fly when victory is yours. Not if victory is yours, it's gonna happen. So you might as well shout about it now. Amen. Yes, God will answer your prayers and we will praise him. I know God gives me all that I ask for and brings victory to his anointed king. My deliverance cry will be we don't act like this. God, in case you forgot me down here. Mm -mm. He already says your cry will be heard. He will answer your prayer. So what's it need to look like? It needs to be a celebration and a shout for joy. I'm telling you, Harvest, you need to, well, that's just not my personality. I think some of us need to just break out of our personality. Maybe some of us need to move. Maybe some of us need to grab a flag every now and then. Well, what do I do with this thing? What do you want to do with it? <laughs> maybe some of us need to dance. Maybe, we're, maybe we, we, oh, come on, folks. See, we've trained ourselves the wrong thing. God says that if we want to live this whole lifestyle of thanksgiving, it's got to be loud. My deliverance cry will be heard in his holy heaven. By his mighty hand, miracles will manifest through his saving strength. Some find their strength in weapons and wisdom, but my miracle deliverance can never be won by men. Well, I'm just going to wait and see, because if so-and-so wins, then we'll be okay. If so-and-so don't win, folks, I know, I've harped on this long enough, but I'm telling you, this is, this is my heart, I, I, and I'm hurting, I, I hurt every day as I watch 
how we have lost track of who we really serve. But my miracle deliverance can never be won by men. Our boast is in the Lord our God who makes us strong and gives us victory. It's God who makes us strong. It's God who gives us victory. So Thessalonians said, in all circumstances, I'm going to give thanks. Psalms have said it twice now. Shout. I challenge you. 2021, the year of the roar. Where there is a sound that's coming from the church that does not sound like the world around it. That when they come here, they're not depressed. And they're not made to continually to feel bad about themselves. But they hear of a God that is greater than any sin they have found themselves trapped by. A God that is greater than any sickness that has come upon them. A God that is greater than any loneliness that they may feel. A God that wants to heal their life, restore them back into the rightful place of who he has created them to be from the foundation of the world. You do realize the word says that. That from the foundation of the world we were already found in him. Before you were ever born and sinned your first sin, you were still found in God. All right. Psalm 66. I'm just going to harp on some things today, folks, because I'm telling you, Thanksgiving has to become something different to us. Now, I'm not talking about the day. I'm talking about a lifestyle where it's hard to get depressed. Does that mean bad things won't happen? Absolutely not. We live in a world that's jacked up. Only because they realize that they don't realize that Christ has already redeemed the world. What's our job? That's the job of evangelism. Is to tell the world that God is our, it was Christ, it was God in Christ redeeming the world. That means God has already done this thing. And the way it is right now is because we're living opposite of what God has already done. That's a will, oh come on. But it's not going to happen as long as we continue to sound like every drone, depressed, dry thing out there. It is time that we look at something different. Psalm 66, verse 1. Psalm 66, verse 1. Everyone everywhere, lift up your joyful shout to God. Sing your songs tuned to his glory. Tell the world how wonderful he is. We've not done that either, Jody. We've told the world how judgmental he is. Well, that's just God judging them. You realize that God has already judged them? Jesus said in John, he said, now is the judgment of the world. What was the judgment of the world? That Jesus came. That Jesus came and that he went to the cross because we decided to put him there. To pay for something that, oh my goodness. 
I'm getting, you all's getting stuff, okay. Tell the world how wonderful he is. That's the command. For he's the awe-inspiring God, great and glorious in power. We've never seen anything like him, mighty in miracles. You cause your enemies to tremble. No wonder they also render and bow before you. All the earth will bow to worship. All the earth will sing your glories for how long? Forever. Pause in his presence. If you're reading King James, it says Salah. Think on this one. What are we thinking about? We're thinking about how awe-inspiring God is, how glorious in power he is, how mighty in miracles he is, that we have never seen anything like him. And this is the message the church is to take to the world. Isn't that what he said? Tell the world, in verse two, tell the world how wonderful he is. Mm. All right, going on. Everyone will say, come and see the incredible things God has done. It will take your breath away. He multiplies miracles for his people. I'm telling you folks, if we live like this, can you imagine? I've been praying. My, my, my prayer over the last few months has been, okay God, there's a move away from church. Amen? There's a move away from church. And that doesn't mean that people are just giving up on God. They've given up on church. And, I, and I've been praying over the last few weeks. I'm like, all right, God, I'm convinced that you went to temple. How many of you know Jesus went to temple? The living word went to the temple. The disciples continued to go to the temple even after Jesus came. And I'm like, all right, God, what is the deal? The Bible, he says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. God, what is it? He said, because church looks nothing more different than what they can get anywhere else. And I said, all right, God, what do we do to change it? And these are the scriptures he gave me. Shout for joy. Let it be filled with laughter. Let praise be filled with joy and exclamation of how good he is. Tell the world how wonderful he is. Maybe the sound coming out of the church needs to be a sound of hope and not hopelessness. hopelessness. Maybe the sound coming out of the church needs to be a sound of joy and not jealousy. Maybe the sound coming out of the church needs to be the one of victory and not victim. What will be our roar in 2021? I maybe should have saved this for the last Sunday of the, yeah. of the year, but what will be our sound in 2021? Philippians 4, I think, yeah. Philippians 4, 4. Be cheerful with joyous celebration when? In every season of life. I'm, I'm telling you folks, this will jack you up 
But you don't know what's going on in my life. You don't know how bad things are. I'm telling you, there's a sound that's got to come that even in the midst of turmoil, the church still sounds like joy. The body of Christ still sounds like victory. The body of Christ still sounds like a bunch of people that's overcoming and know who their God is. Mm. Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow. That means you ought to be just so goofy that people can't even, people don't even want to be depressed around you. People don't, that anytime that, you, that, that, that they're down, they come into your presence and there is so much joy that is coming out of you that they just can't feel down anymore. We, I, I, how many of you know people, you, people I've, I've, I've known several, that don't go around them. Man, you go around them, you're going to get depressed. That's the most depressing person I've ever, that's the most hateful person, that's the complainingest person, that's the gripiest person, oh my gosh. <laughs> what if the sound out of the church sounds like so much joy that people say, you wanna feel better? Come on. Go over there. You want to feel, let me tell you something. I, I, I did an interview at, 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 up on the hill, one of the local radio stations one time, and that's one thing that the guy said about this church. He said, if you ever wonder where the church is, he said, it's the one that always has a positive message at the bottom of the hill. And I determined right then and there that we're always gonna have a positive message. It's always, why? Because he told me, tell the world how wonderful he is. Folks, this is a whole different type of thanks living. This is a whole different type of, I'm challenging you today, at least I hope you're challenged, that it's time for joy. Enough complaining. If you need to close Facebook, close Facebook. If you need to turn the news off, by all means, please. There's enough to be depressed about without watching that thing 24 seven. And decide today that your sound, let's give it a year. Let's, let's give it a year of being the absolute most positive person. I, even when you don't agree with things that's happening, even when you don't necessarily agree, you're, you've just decided I'm gonna be positive. 365 days of positivity, 365 days of shouting for joy, 365 days of coming into God's presence with singing and joy and over, or so much joy that it's overflowing onto the next person beside. 365 days that even if it's a bad, terrible situation, we're still gonna give thanks. I wanna challenge you to a year. So why? Why in the world should I ever shout for joy? Why should I do this? Why should I celebrate? Why should I think about how awesome God is? Well, reason number one, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. 
God, there's nothing you can do about God loving you. So we're going to look at three reasons to have this kind of a loud Thanksgiving lifestyle. And the first one is God loves you. And you can't stop him. First John chapter four, verse nine. First John chapter four, verse nine, I'm reading from the message, says this, it says, this is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. See, our whole life should be living through God not asking God to come live with us. This is why Jesus came, he sent his only son that we might live through him. This is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. The purpose Jesus came was to do away with your sin and to clear your relation and clear the damage that's done to mankind's relationship with God. So why am I going to shout for joy? Because God loves me. I didn't love him first, Idra. Matter of fact, I didn't love him at all. Lana's back there laughing. She knows what I'm talking about. Listen, I was out one night and got in a fight and got handled real good. I know you've never been there, but I was. And I came in and absolutely, these were my words to Satan. I've seen what he had, now let's see what you got. Amen. Come on. And it wasn't but a few months later. My mom, I'm living in Columbus. I'm on the phone with my mom. She said, did you go to church today? That's the last thing I wanted to hear because I was somewhere else now. So I faked a fight to get off the phone with her. Made her think I was mad at her. And I hung up the phone. I didn't love him. I said, okay, God didn't do it for me. Satan, let's see what you got. One of my best friends at the time was a, was a practicing warlock. Matter of fact, that evening I got in the fight with my mom, I had just been with him. And I hung up the phone, and all of a sudden God says, you know what you need. He didn't tell me he hated me. He didn't tell me I was worthless. He didn't tell me I was lost and doomed and going to hell. He all he said, so small, such a sweet voice. You know what you need. I said, yeah, I need to go to another room. And so I went into the living room and I sat down in the recliner to watch TV. And I walked in there and he said it just a little bit louder than Brent. He said, you know what you need. I said, yeah, I need to go to bed. So I ran upstairs, Shirley, and I went into my bedroom, and there he was even louder, and he said, see, you gotta understand, God's always chasing you down. 
He's never running away from you. He's not trying. I didn't love him. Matter of fact, I had turned the other way completely and he never judged me for it. See, tell the world how wonderful he is. And he said to even thou are in my bedroom, he said, you know what you need? I said, yeah, I'll sleep in the other room. And I walked into the other room and there he was again. And he said, you know what you need. And then I decided I couldn't run no more because he was gonna love me whether I loved him or not. He was gonna chase me whether I was looking for him or not. And see, the reason why I am the way I am today is cause I never forget that that when he didn't judge me, he didn't say, hey look, you turned your back, you decided you wanted to see what Satan had. You, you, uh, he never said, he, never, he didn't even bring it up. All he said was, you know what you need. See, God loves you whether you like it or not. And there's nothing you can do to change it. Tell the world. This is why I shout. This is why I shake. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatsoever to him. King James says that he put his love on the line for us. When we didn't love him. I didn't love him, but he loved me. I like how, how, how the message puts it there. While we were of no use whatsoever to him. Number, reason, number two reason that I'm going to act this way. And I'm challenging you to act this way for 2021. Is you win no matter what. No matter who else wins, you win. No matter what happens. You're going to win because you are his child. You are chosen for victory. Doesn't mean everything's going to come out the way you want it to come out, but I promise you this, that every situation is going to work out for your good. Even in bad situations, he can bring good out of it. Romans chapter 5 verse 17 from the Passion says this is death once held us in its grip and by the blunder of one man death reigned over all uh, king as king over all humanity but now how much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning in life uh, reigning as kings in life see you're, you're we are meant to reign in life as kings. Why? Because we're held in the grip of grace. And that grip of grace always causes us to win. He said, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of the perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus the Messiah. First John chapter five, I'm just gonna go through these. First John chapter five, Verses four and five, it says, every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. <laughs> so who's a God-begotten person? Every, all life comes from God. Yeah, but they're not living like it. They still came from God. Our job is to wake them up to the reality of who they really are. 
because their whole lifestyle now is living a lie. They're believing the lie. Okay. We can teach on that more later. Conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes Jesus is the Son of God. It's that easy to win. It's that easy to win. I believe it, Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55. You know, you don't even lose in death. You don't even lose in death. I'm telling you, it, you know how, why it's so easy to shout? Why it's so easy to be full of joy? There's nothing that can happen to me that I don't win. Well, devil, what are you going to do, kill me? Go ahead, I win there too. If I stay here, I win. If I go there, I win. I'm a winner. They, nothing can happen. But does that mean everything's perfect all the time? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but it doesn't change the fact that I'm going to win. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55. Hey, death. I love the voice translation of this. Hey, death, what happened to your big win? King James, oh, death, where's your sting? Hey, death, what happened to your big win? Hey, death, what happened to your sting? Sin came into the world and death stings, death sting followed. Then sin took aim at the law and gained power over those who followed the law. Thank God then for our Lord Jesus, the anointed, the liberating king who has brought us victory over the grave. Death can't even hurt you. I love that. Hey, death, where's your big win? Folks, you're, you're set up for win. I'm telling you, let our mindsets change. Why, do, why am I going to shout? Why am I going to rejoice? Why will 2021 be my year of the roar? Well, one, because I'm going to always remember God loves me and I can't change it. Even if I wanted to. You can't change God's love for you. Well, God don't love everybody. Then God, either he's a liar or he's not. Because the word says that God is love. He don't try to love. His whole nature is love. So I'm going to shout. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be this crazy, more optimistic person than I am. Why? Because I remember he loves me and I can't change it. I'm going to remember that I will always win. And then, finally, I have a promise of prosperity that is second to none. And I'm not talking about money, although money is part of it. That word prosperity that we're getting ready to show you, it, well, let's just go there. Psalms 35 verse 27 from The Voice. Psalms 35 verse 27 says this, it says, but let all my true friends shout for joy. I don't think he's letting us out, Ron. When we feel ourselves wanting to get negative, we have, I'm telling you, shout for joy. But I don't feel joy, then shout for it. <laughs> Sometimes you might just need to shout. Let all my true friends shout for joy. All those who know and love what I do for you, 
Let them all say the Lord is great and he delights in the prosperity of his servant. Now I know we get caught up in full gospel world about that verse. See, God delights in the prosperity and he does delight in your money and you having money, okay? But that word prosperity there is actually the word shalom. The word shalom, God delights in your shalom, in your peace, in your harmony, in your wholeness, in your completeness, in your prosperity, in your welfare, and in your tranquility. God delights to make sure that you always experience peace, you're always walking in a place of harmony, you're always walking in a place of wholeness, you're always walking in a place where you are complete and lacking nothing, you're always walking in a place of prosperity, and you're always walking in a place where your welfare is good and you are tranquil in every area of your life. He delights. It is his pleasure for us to operate in prosperity. Jeremiah chapter 29 and I think this is it. Verse 11. This is 2021's declaration for Harvest Christian Fellowship. It's the year of the roar. I may preach on the, the, I may preach on the roar later. What's the roar? The roar's gonna sound like a shout of joy, of declaration, of happiness, a place of giving thanks no matter what the circumstances. Jeremiah 29, 11. Look over at Idris, it's your favorite. Out of the message, I know what I'm doing. King James says, I know the plans I have for you. I like how the message puts it, Scott. God says, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you and not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. The future that you hope for is not determined by who takes a seat in the White House or not. I know this is not a popular word among the church right now, but that's because we've forgotten who we really serve. Okay. I've got to pull back sometimes, Bob. It, It hurts people. He said, I have it all planned out. I know what I'm doing. I have plans for you. I have plans to take care of you and not abandon you. I've got plans to give you the future you hope for. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I will listen. When you come looking for me, you will find me. God is not far away. He's not hiding. He's not going to leave you abandoned and left out. Uh, I love the rest of this verse. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. That is God's decree. So what is the thing that's gonna make sure we're never disappointed? When we're finding him.
Even in the bad places of our life, we're still looking for him. Even when everything's falling apart, we're still looking for him. And he says if we'll look for him, he will find him. And when we call on him, he's going to run up real close and say, hey, 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 I know what I'm doing. I've got it all planned out. I've got plans to take care of you and not abandon you. I've got plans to bring you peace in the midst of a storm. So go ahead and shout. Go ahead and rejoice. Go ahead and tell everybody else how good I am, how great I am, how wonderful I am, how awe-inspiring I am. And when you do this, let it be the loudest sound that comes out of your mouth. Harvest, we have to be a different sound. Men, your households needed a different sound from you. Women, your household need a different sound from you. If you live in a house by yourself, your walls need to hear a different sound from you. Because did you know everything actually has memory? Everything has memory. So let's set new memories into the walls, into our children, into our friends, and it's a memory that says God is greater. And I'm telling you folks, this will change who we are. 365, you find yourself, do, do, do an, old, uh, an old trick we used to teach addicts. Tell them to put on a rubber band when they find themselves craving, thinking about using, snap a rubber band, get your brain somewhere else. And then when you find yourself going negative, start shouting for joy. Amen. Start rejoicing. When it comes time to church for church, even if you, they sing a song that you don't know, if they sing five songs we don't know, we're going to still rejoice because we're not serving music. And if your man doesn't make the White House, go ahead and shout for joy. And if they tell you to wear a mask for another 100 days, go ahead and shout for joy. If they tell you there's no end to this, shout for joy. Give thanks. This is a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Who cares what everything else does? Who cares what men may say? I'm going to serve this God who promises victory in all things. Amen? Well, you just, you just can't be that way, Lana. You just can't be positive all the time. That's a choice. And when things happen over the next year that you don't agree with, decide to stay positive. When things happen that you don't understand, decide to stay positive. Decide that you're gonna give thanks to God no matter what. Decide that you're gonna to continue to rejoice no matter what. Decide that you're gonna to continue to shout no matter what because God is still in control. Amen. It makes me happy. 
Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. You are glorious and grand and holy and righteous and just. You are faithful to us in all things, Lord. And we will shout. We will rejoice. We will sing. We will give thanks. We will be the people of thanksgiving. And our roar will be a roar that is like no other, Lord. We will declare a sound that is not like any other sound that is heard in our area, Lord. We will declare a sound that is continually giving thanks in every circumstance. In Jesus' name.